Oklahoma State Week 1 opponent, Central Arkansas, definitely has some noteworthy matchups. And Brett York, you've done so good for so long. Please, no cow, no way, no how. There's no need. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know we're available on every single podcasting platform, visually on YouTube, and you can find me on Twitter at all day o state. The ACC says no Cal, no Stanford. I say. We should second that motion. No Cal, no Stanford, no way, no how. Please no and no thank you. It just, it doesn't necessarily make sense. I don't necessarily see it as a big fit. If the ACC already sees that they're not exactly a necessity to bring in, now regardless of whatever the leverage point the ACC may or may not have, given as their sweetheart deal with ESPN, that ESPN is probably not going to let them out of, they don't have a lot of negotiating power, but they also know that you can't dilute everything. The ACC is pretty weak at the bottom half. Therefore, it's already pretty diluted. You don't want to add to that. Now, I understand Stanford does have the Learfield Directors' Cup championships and stuff like that, and they've got like Olympic-level swimming and things of that nature. That's cool. But where does it factor into this realignment? This round of realignment, it, it, it's not a factor. It's a non-factor. Just like some of the academia stuff that people wanted to try to leverage and or lean on at one point in time, that didn't exactly pan out to be anything worth holding water either. This is, I don't think necessarily throwing shade at Cal and Stanford. They just, they don't fit. It'll never be right. Voting will never be exactly what everyone's looking at. And there's a there's a, not only a, a talent gap, but there's a give a hoot gap too. Stanford is not extremely willing to invest in what is necessary. They want to lean on this Olympic level athlete stuff, which is fine, but it also has a place. Now, as Mike Gundy said uh, in a recent interview, if there's cut down twenty or forty eight teams right here right now, Oklahoma State's in. Top 48 teams, even if you want to say two mega, mega conferences, fine. And you know what? He is, in fact, right. Now, winning a couple more trophies, which I think he very, very possibly should and could do in the near future, is going to help cement whatever legacy we're talking about as far as retirement goes with him. But Brett Yomark's been killing it, man. The Big 12 is finally in a position of stability. Like we're there, we're settled. We understand the landscape. We understand where we fit, where we're at. The conversation between the Big 12 and the Big 10 is not as big as people want to pretend. The bottom half of the Big 12 better than the bottom half of the Big 10. Right? So as we continue to try to chop down that block of getting closer in the numerical game, it's going to take some time. We need some things to fall our way. But we're not in a dilution moment. If we're not going to take San Diego State, 
why would we take a cow? When you think a cow, you probably think of Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Rodgers, and the band. When you think of Stanford, as an Oklahoma State fan, you probably think 2011, Brandon Whedon, that era when they had Harbaugh and David Shaw, obviously, and Andrew Luck was one of the, the best quarterbacks even coming into the NFL. So that duel with Whedon was pretty cool. But outside of that, it just it is what it is. They are what they are. They have the financial capabilities, evidently, to be independent. And nobody can, I think, argue that that's a bad spot for them. Now, Cal, Cal probably cannot be independent. I do not see the Cal Berkeley Bears being able to stand independently. So why would you bring them into the conference? You're going to have to divvy up. The, this is that relationship between productivity, what you get for your dollar, and what their dollar gives you in return. And it's just not, not enough. Or why not wait on the ACC? If the ACC knows they're essentially dead weight, no, no need in bringing them in. There's just no need. And notice, I didn't say anything about Oregon State, Washington State. Do I think they're a necessity to bring in? No, definitely not. Still, wait on what, what happens with the ACC. Does it fold? Does it stay together? Does it get a new contract out of the sweetheart deal? Has the ESPN? I don't get. I don't get how it could, but nonetheless, we are finally stable, right? The thing that was always causing the instability in the Big Twelve more often than not was Texas, and that's now gone. Stanford would definitely come into the Big Twelve thinking that they're at a different level because of what they produce. They produce this Olympic level athlete. Well, thank goodness for definitely you got to give Gundy some of the kudos there. But Mike Holder, Boone Pickens, having a vision that Oklahoma State football needs to kind of rise to the crop because before this, it was basketball, it was baseball. And you got into that stuff and you got into wrestling because Oklahoma State was phenomenal at some things. We needed to get on a, a particular level when it came to football, and, and we're getting there. Ray Yulmark has the Big 12 in a position of power where we can start nipping at the heels of the Big 10 and someday eventually maybe cut down some of this financial gap. But from a talent perspective, it's already there, right? We're in it. So now we need to start capitalizing, much like Oklahoma State. Some of these matchups against Central Arkansas are going to be a big deal. We're going to talk about that here in segment two. But, yeah, definitely don't, don't cater. There's no need, Brett Yormark, you've led us this far, this fast, this well. Don't muddy up the waters unnecessarily when you know that the offering in return is not enough. It's not a return on investment. Let the Big 12 settle in. Utah is a good return on investment. BYU, phenomenal return on investment. We know the capabilities, the recruiting hotbed that Houston is, the alumni base that is – quickly becoming relevant for the University of Central Florida, the recruiting hotbed that they actually live in as well. Do they have competition? Sure. But if the ACC continues to, to slide backwards, then it helps UCF, right? they got to have travel buddies out there with Cincy, if you can give them that, even more so than just West Virginia. So if the ACC is going to fold, we need to see why. We need to see how. We need to see what's available. Before we go grasping for straws, let's just say what it is. If Cal's available, they're always going to be available. 
Stanford, if they decided to go independent and they want to lean heavily into it, it works out for them, and they've obviously got the donor base financially to help them do so, then cool. If you felt compelled to you just had to add two, Oregon State, Washington State, fine with that. They'll like to grab two from the other side of the country because we know we don't need to rush. Finally, in a position of power and finally in a position of stability. So it, it, it is what it is. Great spot to be in. I know I'm happy to be here. I'm definitely, definitely very well aware that y'all are as well. It's going to help us to just kind of stay put and see what the ACC does. If you're not going to take San Diego State, you ain't got no daggone business whatsoever in trying to mess with taking a cow or even a Stanford to some degree. They need help. Don't mean you got to be the ones to jump in and help them. When I say that, you could lend them a hand, I guess you could say. Okay, if they need some help, you could, in fact, lend them a hand. That would actually probably be the nice, polite, neighborly thing to do, regardless of what conference (laughs) they are or are not in. But, ladies and gentlemen, you need to listen about better help. Because if you need help or you know anybody that does, in fact, Need the help? This sponsor is brought to you. Do just that. Try online therapy at BetterHelp.com/slash Locked On College and get on your way to being the best you, being the best self that you can be. <laughs> Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always super clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around a career, relationship, or whatever it may be, therapy can definitely help you stay connected and realize what you really want while you're trying to navigate this part of life. So you can now move forward with confidence and some excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your particular values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier that it gets. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map. Let that map be with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege. LockedOnCollege being all one word. Get your 10% off on your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. All right. So, when you think of the Bears, Central Arkansas, they're not completely devoid of talent. We're going to do a full, like, kind of, you know, full-on breakdown. But I do want to talk about some of the the top things that I think we should all be paying attention to coming into this game. Now, from a position style, I think you've got to look at their secondary and Oklahoma State's wide receiving core. Blaine Green, in a four-wide set, starter all day, every day, every day. Now we've got him, you know, mixed and matching with Brennan Presley because of what's going on with Arlen Brooks, which is fine because outside, Dijon Stribling has been a breath of fresh air. He's been a massively beneficial surprise, and he's going to be able to, you know, help bridge that gap for some of the younger guys. But again, Talon Chetron's going to play a crap ton. Blaine Green's going to play a crap ton. We're going to be able to mix and match and rotate along with Talon Chetron. Jaden Bray's going to have this potentially standout year. 
BP, Brennan Presley's been bailing people out all day, every day. Rashad Owens could have a pretty good season. And if you're looking at continuity from a Central Arkansas squad, much like Oklahoma State at safety, their defensive backfield, their DBs are pretty squared away. Pretty squared away. Now, head coach Nathan Brown, he's a few years into this thing here, and he's an alumnus of the school. And he's pretty confident in the number of guys that he has in a multitude of positions. They have depth. They have depth that's actually played quite a bit. Last year, some of it's not going to allow you, but you cannot replace production. And their leading tackler returns as well as their second leading tackler to Marion Wilson is an absolute beast. And like uh, Cameron Godfrey is somebody that has been doing it for a while. The kids that the rest of the team is definitely going to be able to lean on. And they've got size to boot. They've got, uh, you know, Wilson being an All-American. Production is production. Over 100 tackles is over 100 tackles anywhere. Anywhere you go. And then they've got the, uh, another safety in Trey Green, an Arkansas guy. It matters to these, these dudes. And these dudes are all returning a decent amount of experience. They're all returning a decent amount of talent. I think James Jordan is somebody that people need to be paying attention to. Dylan Williams, safety, is somebody who's pretty prepared to come in and play right away. They've got some guys. They've got some talent. They've had some transfers. C.J. Basket, he's coming in. He's bringing some experience. T.D. Williams is a sophomore with a lot of speed. But then again, you look at junior, senior, junior, senior, senior, junior, sophomore, junior. They've got depth, much like Oklahoma State, at that particular spot. So, of course, it's going to be interesting. Of course, it's going to be something to make sure that everybody's paying attention to. And also, when you look at some of their linebackers, their linebackers are not devoid of talent. Their linebackers are not devoid of capabilities and that's going to be a pretty good test for our tight end room it's actually even going to be a pretty good test for the fullbacks whether you want to make the fullback tight end thing together all one comparison or if you want to split them up individually their secondary is pretty loaded it's going to be a good test their linebacker room they feel pretty confident in it Right? And anytime you have confidence as a coach, that means you know that the team has confidence in the scheme. And if you're talking about flying under the radar, we knew that our depth at linebacker was going to be something to watch. And then we've seen it develop before our very own, very, very eyes. So Arkansas is much in the same. Their number two tackler is Demetrius Charles. He's six foot, 210, 215 pound linebacker. Last year had like almost 90 tackles, 87 tackles, 5.5 tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, forced fumble, two fumble recoveries. He's a guy that they trust. We just talked about Tamarian Wilson. Tamarian Wilson is a guy that has earned every single accolade he has received. And he's going to be somebody that we need to be paying attention to because, again, at over 100 tackles is over 100 tackles. Darian Davenport's been there for five years. Six foot two, 230 pound guy from the Arkansas area. Again, cannot replace production. Darius Moore, I think he's going to be somebody that people need to be paying attention to. 
They've got a kid that's played linebacker, safety, and defensive end. How that all gets tied together in one, we're gonna we're gonna see it all play out. We are gonna have the opportunity to see what this team is capable of. Are they gonna be able to compete with Oklahoma State for four quarters? No, they're not. Okay. But they've got talent. They've got guys. I think one of the biggest things we need to be paying attention to is the development over at tackle. Dalton Cooper, Dalton Cooper's going to play a lot. Cole Birmingham seems to be the guy that's ready to rock and roll, and they're going to get tested by David Walker. David Walker's an All-American at that level for a reason. He's projected as an as a beast, like an athletic nightmare. Now, reminiscent, I would say, if somebody possibly like an Armstrong Notum, but quicker, and Armstrong Notum being, being one of the Cowboy commits, but same size, 6'2", 260, has all the explosion in the world. The coaches obviously believe in him. Logan Jessup is another defensive end that they believe in. It's been there for quite some time. He's got years in. He's a mature guy, and it starts at the edge for them. But he's had 34 tackles for loss and 19 sacks, 146 tackles. He's got ability, and he's like 6'3", 6'3", 240. So size to go with it. They run a legitimate, pretty good 3-4 scheme. And they've got the linebackers that are able to kind of exploit that. They've got a hybrid dude, that guy that played all over, Jake uh, Galladay. They seem to like where they have him suited right now. Linebacker, bandit style of guy. Reggie Shepard, he's a defensive end that can kind of drop back and hit the flats a little bit. This is a test for a few positions. Overall, yeah, we're going to be able to wear them down. But the fullbacks and their linebackers is a good test. Their defensive line, RO line, it's a really good test. I like our depth. We're going to be able to wear them down. Our wide receiver room going against their secondary. They've got some guys that will make it a little bit of a contest. Are we going to be able to contain David Walker? Does, do they, does he go to the other side of the field as well? Do they try to exploit something with Jake Springfield? Do they try to get to the depth over at right tackle? Who knows? But I think these are some things to, to pay attention to. And these are a few positions that we're going to get some tests. Is it going to be big time? No. All across the board, we're better. But these few spots will get a decent look. We'll be able to say at the end of this game that, okay, these handful of guys, they've got something, right? They've got some ability. They've got some capabilities. They're going to be able to help us not only now, but as the season progresses. Us having some NFL-capable running backs, that's crucial. We've had a, a, quite a few in recent memory that are in the NFL right now. Do we have one on the roster right here, right now? we got to get to that. But while we're talking about NFL, you're talking about watching what Jalen Warren's getting did, getting done, Justice Hill, Cuba Hubbard. So sad that Chris Carson is not able to, to you know, have some more, more time. But watching him was phenomenal. Get into the betting mode right now. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bucks, 200 back. Guaranteed for bonus bets. All customers right now who bet five bucks will get one hundred 
$50 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel, the app. It's super easy to use, and you can bet on almost anything from money lines to point spreads, player props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL season the right way. You're not going to want to miss this. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go to FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. All right. We know Jalen Warren is killing it in the NFL. We also know that Justice Hill has clearly carved out a really good role for himself with the Baltimore Ravens because they, they, they love him. They absolutely love him. They keep signing him. Chuba Hubbard likely going to be the guy, or at least right there. He's going to get a lot of playing time, Carolina Panthers. Jalen Warren's pushing to be the guy right now in Pittsburgh. Don't know that he surpasses Najee Harris, nor would I say he needs to right away, but he's going to get plenty of looks. And every time he's gotten the ball this preseason, looks pretty daggone good. And people forget Tyree Kill was a running back at Oklahoma State. Obviously, big-time wide receiver in the NFL, but still, nonetheless. And then Chris Carson was an absolute animal, a beast. What do we have right now that reminds you of Chris Carson? Well, it could be a little bit of Ollie Gordon. What do we have right now reminds you a little bit of a Justice Hill? Could be definitely Jaden Nixon. And then you've got Elijah Collins, who's kind of a hybrid of both. Elijah Collins can do a little bit of run you over, a little bit of juke you, a little bit of take you to the house, a little bit of gain three, four yards when needed. Losing DeAndre Jackson to injury early did obviously kind of hinder some of our capabilities to have that extra thunder package. But you have the lightning and Jaden Nixon. You have the power and Ollie Gordon, and he's got some wiggle. And then you've got the mixture of the two and Elijah Collins. This will give Ceci Vlahe, the freshman that's got a little Jalen Warren in him himself, time to mature, time to grow into this role. And that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. What better of a role for a freshman to be in? and have the ability to learn from all of these these people that get it. If we hit that 4.5, 4.6 yards carry, we go for over 2,500 yards, which I definitely think that we can and will. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be an amazing season for Oklahoma State. Is this where Gundy kind of turns that next corner. It could be. There's a lot of things that set up in our favor to say that it should be. We do have an NFL runner on this roster right now. I'd say we might even have a couple. Guys, Jaden Nixon would start at 70% of Big 12 schools, 70% of ACC schools, 70% of Pac-12 schools. Right here, right now, no questions asked. If Elijah Collins can stay off the bike, on the field, then we're in a good spot. We're in a very good spot. I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens. This could be a magical season. It could be a big prove-it year for Gundy. 
I'm here for it. I cannot wait. Because we do have some NFL running backs on this roster that we're going to be able to watch really quickly. All right, y'all. So we're going to have for this one right here. As always, you know I love you. You could be anywhere. Greatly appreciative that you decide to be here. A locked on Oklahoma State. God bless. Go, folks. And I'll see y'all on the next one. All righty. Later, taters.